Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. If you have your Bibles, I want you to join me in the book of Acts this morning in the second chapter, Acts chapter number two. And this is kind of going to be, you know, as pastors, as preachers, we, we always build intentional messages. Rarely are they just random, you know, where, you know what, I think I'm just going to let it rip. Although sometimes, I guess, maybe we just let it rip. You know, most of the time it's intentional. I mean, we pray over it and we uh, ask the Lord, give us exactly what uh, he would have us to, you know, share. And we do our due diligence as, uh, as preachers to prepare ourselves for it, walk right and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But then there are those times when the message becomes just a little bit more intentional. And so I wanted to just stay, say up front this morning that this message is a little bit more intentional. I really do need to share this. This would probably be um, in the regular realm of, of messages, a Sunday night message, where we would go right into a kind of, a, 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 we would call it maybe a, a family meeting, you know, because the church is a family, you know. Uh, however, when we do that sometimes, I think what we do is we eliminate a good portion of our church. And so what I want to share with us this morning, really, I want everybody to be in on. And I, want, I want everybody to hear it uh, because at the end of the message this morning, we're going to break into, and I've told you about this, we're going to break into a really, really short family meeting so I can share some exciting news with you, okay? And so look at Acts chapter number four and the message this morning. I'm going to try to do my best to get this portion of the message uh, to you as clearly and as quickly as possible so that way we can go into that family meeting and not hold you here any longer than, than we usually do, okay? Look at verse 32, Acts chapter 4, verse 32. The Bible says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that had of the, uh, of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there, neither was there any among them that lacked, for as, many, uh, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses, they sold them and brought the prices, they brought the proceeds of the houses or lands that they sold uh, to the apostles, laid them at their feet. You see in verse 35. And in verse 36, the Bible says, and, and Joseph, Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, and that just means encourager. Here's a man who's, who was nicknamed encourager. How would you like to have that nickname? Everybody, whenever they hear your name, they think of, man, that person is an encourager. They're a great encouragement. I, I would like to have that nickname, wouldn't you? Um, and so they nicknamed him, nicknamed him uh, Barnabas, the son of consolation or encourager. He was a Levite of the country of Cyprus. And notice what he did, verse 37. He too had some land, 
And, and it doesn't say this in the text, but the Holy Spirit of God got a hold of his heart and he went and sold that land and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. That's an interesting passage of Scripture, isn't it? Huh. I mean, right, off, right, right, right on the surface, right off the bat, we, would, we say this, we're talking about some folks who were really committed to their relationship with the Lord. I mean, they're willing to go and sell some of their possessions, right? I mean, some of them sold their 67 Mustang. And, and I, had, I used to have a 67 Camaro, four barrel, 327 four barrel. Man, I wish I had that car today. I wouldn't probably be preaching this message if I did. <laughs> uh, but but they, they were committed to the Lord and I want to say this and I'm going to prove it to you, the church. The church. Let me ask you a question this morning. When you think about, when you hear the word church, what do you think about? I mean, in general, in general, I don't want you to call out, but just think about that for a second. What, what comes to mind? What do you think about when you hear the word church or when you think about church in general? Church to you. What is church to you? And then, and then more specifically, uh, local. So not just in general, but local. What I mean by that is this. What do you think about, about your church, about the place that you call my church? You know, where, where, where are you going Sunday? I'm, I'm going to be in my church on Sunday. Huh? What, what, what do you really, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to us? I think, I think we ought to really understand that, what it means. You know, the Bible has a great deal to say about the church. In fact, the Bible, the Bible uh, uh, teaches that the church should matter to us. The Bible teaches that the church should have a, uh, a significant place in our life. It does. Now, again, I, I don't have time to go and labor through this message this morning and build all those thoughts uh, for you, but that is what the Bible teaches. And here in the, here in the book of Acts, uh, what the book of Acts does for us is it begins to record the birth or the beginning of the church. And then, not only that, in Acts chapter number 2, but if you continue to read the book of Acts, it not only records the birth of the church, the beginning of the church, Acts chapter supernatural, the Holy Spirit of God comes down and, you know, he begins to fill. And, man, all of a sudden they, you know, they become a church. And the church is a called-out assembly of born-again believer, uh, born believers that have a common cause, common purpose. They're on a common mission. That's a church. Not just a gathering. It's a gathering of Christ's followers who are on a mission, right? And, and then what you do is, as you read through the book of Acts, you, can, you continue to see how uh, the church not only was born, but the church begins to grow, and it begins to make progress, and it goes on and on, and, uh, and it's exciting to see that. And, and what you see is this. I like this part. God uses common people, just ordinary people, people like you and I, to, now catch this, help him build his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. But you know this, you know that he uses us, he uses us to help build the church. We're a part of it, right? In fact, we are the church, and he uses us to build uh, the church, right? That's exciting, isn't it? Just common folks. And when you read through the book of Acts, man, God used these people in some unbelievable ways. 
significant ways. Do you, ever, do you ever read through the book of Acts how the church began to grow and it just exploded? I mean, to tell you, there was an explosion of growth. They were growing by the thousands, not by the, you know, family. Family by, no, man, by the thousands the church was growing. And, and that's exciting. You know, the church growing is a good thing. However, I think you understand, with growth comes challenges. Right? Isn't that true? Uh, in, in, in every walk of life, you think about your children. As they grow, so grows the challenge. How many have teenagers? How many have raised teenagers? Yeah, everybody's hand with praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, and that's what you find here as we read in Acts chapter number 4. You're, find, you're finding out that the church is growing and now growth is producing challenges and the people are responding to the challenge. That's what we read. But I want to concentrate, I want to concentrate on this thought. Every, it just seemed like everyone was doing their part. They were doing their part. It's important to do your part. Are you with me? Doing my part. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the building? I want to tell you something. I took that myself. I did. I went out one day this past week and crossed the road, almost got hit by a chicken, and and I took that picture, took several pictures, and I thought that was a, that's a good-looking picture. And uh, I just wanted you to see uh, a picture of the building where the church meets. Now, that is not the church, although I say myself, my wife will say, where are you going? And I'll say, I'm going over to the church. What I mean is I'm going over to the church building, right? But that is our church building, and I wrote those words on there, doing my part, because that's my challenge today. For you and I, my challenge is for you and I to do our part. Find out what your part is and then do your part. That's what happens in chapter 4. I, I want to highlight just verse 36 and 7 again. Look at the screen. It says in Joseph's, uh, we call him Joseph, right? And so Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, I already told you what that means. He's an encourager. He goes having land, he sells it, and he brought the money and he lays it at the apostles' feet. Now, no matter what you think about that passage of Scripture, all I want you to think about is this. Here's a brother. Here's a member of the body of Christ. Here's a, a member of this gathering. Here's a member of this, of this newly birthed church who is doing his part. Say with me, he's doing his part. One more time, he's doing his part. Just doing his part. Huh? Holy Spirit of God grabs a hold of his heart. He sees things going on. He's getting excited. He's part of it. And, and, and what the Lord says to him, you got, some, you got some possessions. You got some land. Why don't you sell it? And, and, and Barnabas says, if that's what you'll have me to do, if that's my part, I'll do it. I'll do it. And you know, Barnabas becomes, in the New Testament, a great blessing to many churches. Because from that one instant, right here in this Acts chapter number 4, Barnabas goes on to become a co-worker, a co-laborer, a partner with the Apostle Paul. And I mean from town to town, uh, missionary, they had three missionary journeys they went on, and Barnabas was there to encourage Paul and to encourage the churches. I don't see anywhere in the scriptures where Barnabas uh, stands in synagogues and teaches or preaches or in churches and 
I don't, I don't read any of that other than he comes alongside of the Apostle Paul, he comes into the New Testament church, and he just does his part. He just does his part. Now, you seem to be a little tense this morning. You seem to be a little nervous. Huh? I said this to the staff this morning. We were praying this morning, and, and, and we were always praying for the service, and they pray for me. And, and, I, and I said to them, guys, pray for me because I am not a good speaker on money. I'm not a fundraiser. I hate raising funds. I hate talking about money. However, however, as a pastor teaching the Word of God, I need to educate us on what giving is. The Bible's got a lot to say about giving. But it seems like every time we speak about money, people get a little tense. Huh? Go ahead and just loosen up a little bit. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm not going to rob you this morning. Uh, I just want to be a blessing to you this morning. Uh, and so uh, here's a brother who is going to do his part. And isn't that wonderful when everyone just seems to do their part? Amen. Think about your family. Think about your house. Think about your home. Isn't it great when, you know, you got some children uh, and, 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 they, and they just all do their part? You know, you, you got some chores for the son and some chores for your daughter and, and mom does her thing and dad. And when everything, I mean, when everybody does their part, it just comes together. Right? Isn't it awesome? Well, that is a special blessing. In the church, when everybody in the church does their part, it's, um, it's just amazing what can happen in a church, what God can do. I remember D.L. Moody saying this many years ago. I read it. I don't remember hearing him say it. I read it where he said, <laughs> he had said this, it, 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 would be, it would be amazing to see what God can do with a man who was fully surrendered unto him. I mean, we, we see what God does with individuals who are sometimes surrendered unto him. But somebody fully surrendered unto him, man, amazing, right? Well, that's what, that's what you begin to see in this text of Scripture. And I'm wondering this morning, how many of us would be willing to say, in my heart, I want to do my part. I want to do my part. Lord, I just want to do my part. He's not asking you to do my part. And he's not asking me to do your part, but he is asking each of us to do our part. I wonder how many of us would pray. Maybe you pray along with me this morning. Maybe you pray, Lord, I want to do my part because I believe my part is important. Would you be willing to pray a prayer like that? Lord, I want to do my part because I do believe my part is important. I would hope you would pray a prayer like that because then you could become a great encouragement to this church. You know, the Bible teaches this often in referring to the church. It refers to us as the body of Christ. The body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 13, 12 and 13. Look at the screen, if you would. It says, for as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For the body, uh, for the body is not one member, but many. Right? And so you've heard it said before, when somebody gets saved, they become a member of the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ, that's just, that's just every person who has been born again becomes a member of his body. Now think about that, the body of Christ. How does Jesus Christ function on earth without a body? How would you function if you didn't have a body? You couldn't. You have a spirit, you have a soul, but without a body... There's no functioning on earth. Isn't that right? 
And so we, the church, we are his body. And I like what it says there in chapter number 12. It talks about the body having many members or many parts. But did you notice it doesn't, and if we were to read through the whole passage, it, it, it gives no indication that one part is more important than any other. Huh? Now, you might look at your own body. I was talking to, I was talking to uh, the teen group a week or so ago. We talked about how the, the, you know, the, 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 the church is it's just many moving parts. And we need every part. Right? Normally speaking, if I'm hungry and I want to eat something, I'll see what I want to eat, and then my hands grab for it, and they bring it to my... But what if I not have hands? Now, you know what a teenager would do. They would just dive in. But ideally speaking, every part is important. Isn't that right? Huh? And so when it talks about the church here, you and I, we being members of the body of Christ, we have a specific part. We have a role to play. And there's no one more important than the other. Well, you're the pastor, and so no, that's not just, no, I'm just a member. And I'm just supposed to function doing my part. Right? And, and Donald, you're a member. And of course, you're not the pastor, so you don't come up here and do my part, but you have a part to play. You have a role to play, and so on and so forth. Correct? And the important thing is that each of us does our the narrative continues. You know the Bible is broken up in chapters, right? So we, we read through chapter number 4, Acts chapter number 4. But in Acts chapter number 5, it's not a new story. It's the same story. We're talking about the same group of individuals. But the narrative changes. Do you have your Bible with you? Look at chapter number 5. We, in verse 1, we're introduced to a couple. Their names are uh, Adonias and Sapphira, that's his wife, husband and wife. Right? You see that? Huh? And, and guess what? They too are being, you know, maybe convicted in their heart or moved in their spirit to do something. And so, yeah, I don't want to read through everything, but they, got, they have some land. Look, it says in verse 1, they sold a possession. So they seen what everybody else was doing, Barry. They saw what, what Barnabas was doing, and they said, you know what, we have some land. And now, by the way, look, here, look up here for a second. I'm not asking you to go sell your land today or your 67 Chevy, or I'm not asking, don't get nervous, I'm just reading the Bible. Because I can see you're getting so tense, yeah, you don't know where I'm going with this thing. And man, you're wondering, why did I come today? Huh? But the Bible says uh, they're, they're under this conviction, right? And so they say, you know, we're going to go, let's go sell the land, and the Bible says in verse 2, they kept back part of the price. Both of them, the wife, the wife as well. It, it wasn't that Ananias went to closing and didn't tell his wife exactly how much they got. You know, no, not at all. Not at all. And, and the moral to the story, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing there, the moral to the story for me is this, they didn't do their part. They did something, but they didn't do their part. Why is that? Because if you read through this, the Lord was not pleased with what they gave. Huh? I heard a pastor say the other day, my wife and I were driving down the road and listening to a, a, a message on the radio, and it just happened to be, he was talking about Ananias and Sapphira, and he, he said, you know, maybe they sold the parcel of land for $100,000, and they came to church on Sunday and gave the preacher 60. I don't know of any pastor who's going to say, where's the other 40? Yeah. 
I'm not going to complain about the 60. I'm going to thank God you gave the 60. Right? But in this text, the Lord wasn't pleased. Why? I'll tell you why. Simple. Barnabas did his part. He did what God told him to do. Ananias and Sapphira didn't. They didn't do their part. And there were some severe consequences for not doing their part. Now, don't read into that, and I'm not using this as a as a way to threaten or, or scare you or anything. I'm just reading the scriptures because there are always those who do their part and then those who don't. Right? Me, I personally, I want to do my part. God has been so good to me. God has blessed my wife and family in so many wonderful ways that I never want to shirk responsibility. You know, when I stand before him, and I will one day, when I stand before him and he says to me, what have you done with what I've given you? I want to be able to give a report of how I, now, I'll guarantee you this, I've messed up, slipped up, fouled up, and neglected many times, but I try to do my best to do my part. How about you? How about you? You know, here in the, in the, in the Bible, we're told this, the church needs us. The church needs us. Why? Quickly, and I'm not preaching this, but quickly. Here's, here, let me give you a couple reasons why. Look at the first one. Look at it. Help me, guys. The church needs us to gather for worship. You know, worship is a personal thing, but it's also a corporate thing. Huh? And I, I sensed just a little bit ago when, when our, our team was up here, you know, as we, we, we worship the Lord through music, through song, because you worship the Lord through through a lot of different means and ways. But I sensed, I just sensed that, that there were some people's spirits that were being ministered to. That choir was singing, I raise hallelujah. You know, it's got to get, I mean, it's just got to, it's got to get inside your, help me. And so, you, you know, we, we need you to come help us worship. I tell you what, it's better to worship with this room full than empty. Huh? The other day, last week, I forget what day it was, nobody was here. And I was walking around the auditorium, and I was singing out loud. Just, just some hymns. I sounded so good, I couldn't stand myself. <laughs> now, I wouldn't have sang like that if you were here. You'd have drowned me out, you know. But we, we, you know, we, 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 always, we always do it better together. Not only that, but we, 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 we gather. Come on, guys. We gather. Fellas. We gather to, we gather to serve. We got, I got to get my remote and hit them with it. We gather to serve, right? And, and, and that's important. It's important to serve. We serve God. We serve each other. We serve our community. You know, uh, when, when you function as a body part, the, 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 the body's healthy. What happens when one of your body parts isn't functioning? Well, you're not healthy. So when you're functioning as a body part, we have a healthy body. We gather to serve, and then we gather for growth. We gather for growth. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but we hold each other accountable. I'm sure somebody is going to say today, hey, where is so-and-so at? Huh? You came into church today, you're looking around, where's so-and-so? I haven't seen so-and-so in a week or two. And then hopefully what you'll do is call them. They're a member of your body, give them a call. Hey, so-and-so, I missed you. How's everything going? Everything Okay. We hold each other accountable. Uh, we encourage each other. We pray one for another. We challenge each other. And so we need the church as we gather to grow. And then, and then the church needs you to give. 
church needs you to give. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but churches like ours are self-supporting. We're an independent church. We're not a part of any denomination. I know, I know it says Baptist on the tag. That's, that's, a, that's just a distinct a distinction. That's what we believe. We believe according to these distinctions. But we're not a part of any denomination. And so we get no outside funding. There is no outside financial support that comes our way. Every once in a while, we might get some people that watch a service online and thank you for doing that, and you might send, send a gift in, but we, we get no support from anywhere else. We are self-supporting as a church, self-governing as well, right? We're an independent church. And, and so that means this, pay attention right here. That means we have to take care of this ministry. We got to take care of the home base. That's our job. You agree? And so it's really important. I can go on and on with that. It's really important for us to do our part, each member doing their part. And as a result of that, the church grows and the church expands. When, when you read uh, Acts chapter number four, I promise you, go and read on. What happens is because these folks are doing their part, they're selling and they're bringing, their, I think this, I think, you know, casting it at the apostles' feet is just another way to say it. they brought it and gave it to the church. Use this to advance God's kingdom. Here's my gift. Use it to advance God's kingdom. And as they did, the church expands, the church grows. You get to Acts chapter 13. Now the church is sending out missionaries to foreign lands, and they're reaching their known world with the gospel of Christ. It's exciting, isn't it? All because individuals said, I am going to do my part. Uh, They take care of, of their home base. And as they take care of their home base, God blesses them and the church grows and the church expands. Now here's where it gets personal. We have a part to play here at OB. Each one of us does, right? Normally I preach messages that I want to lift your spirits and encourage you and and give you something to take with you to apply to your life, maybe help you pray better, read more, uh, get over discouragement, principle for healing. But there are times when we as a church have to talk about family business. Correct? And I know a lot of times we'll do that on a Sunday night, when we'll take a Sunday morning service, but then we leave out a lot of people, Tyler, when we do that. Right? Because not everybody comes, Sunday, comes back on Sunday evening. And so I really felt impressed by the Lord to deliver this message on a Sunday morning so that everybody would get in on it. I know we're missing some folk today, but I'll preach it again next week. <laughs> but from what I learned, now pay attention, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to move on into this next phase. From what I've learned, there is a culture of giving here at Open Bible. A culture of giving. You know what I mean by that? I mean, it's got longevity where people have sacrificed for this ministry. This ministry has been around for a long time, 70-some years, you know. Not sure if you're aware of this or not, but this whole, this whole thing, this whole thing is debt-free. The whole ministry, we don't owe anything on these, prop- on these properties at all. It's all debt-free. All the vehicles, all debt-free. Everything's paid off. Everything's paid for. Isn't that wonderful? So there's a culture of giving, and time and time again, through the history of Open Bible, God has provided, God has blessed through his people. That's, that's, just, the way, that's just the way it works. 
you know. And, uh, and, and in just a moment, I'm going to share an exciting opportunity with you, an opportunity where we today can see God work. Now, I'm new on the scene here. I've only been here a little over a year. Now, I've been a friend of Open Bible for a long time because I pastored over in Pennsylvania, you know. And so I have heard of some of the things, you know, that God has done here. I wasn't a part of that. Some of you have been around for a long time. I'm looking over there. Bob Smith been around here for a long time. Bob and Marion Smith has seen God do some unbelievable things here. You know? But some of us, were new here. We haven't seen God do some... I look back here and I see my sister. Honey, she's been here. She was here before this was here. And so she's seen God do some unbelievable things. But I'll tell you this. I want to see God do some things in my time. And I want to be a part of it. I want to do my part. I want to do what God wants me to do. And so the question is this today for us, for you and I. Am I doing my part? Am I willing to do my part? Right? If I'm a member of the body of Christ. By the way, you might be a member of the body of Christ and not even a member of this local church, this local body. As a member of his body, are you doing his part? Are you doing your part? And if you're not a member of the body, I don't mean a member of this church, but if you're not a member of his body, by all means, let me encourage you, let me beseech you, that's a Bible word, let me beg you to consider today placing your faith, your trust, your total dependence in the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did for you on the cross at Calvary, being sufficient payment for your sin, so that you might be saved. Because once you get saved, you become a member of his body. And then you got a special function. He'll tell you what it is then, but you got to become a member of the body first. And so maybe this morning you'll consider, if you are saved, asking yourself this question, am I doing my part? Am I willing to do my part? And if I'm not saved, maybe today is the day where I accept Christ as my Savior and become a member of his body. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.